You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? What's happening? Hey. This is the movie show. On Active FM. With me, Sesh. And Timothy. And Ryan! Yeah! And we have an exciting show. You know why? Because we've gone back and uh, we've received... No, we haven't received... We're talking something controversial? Yes? Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we've spoken about this movie before, so no, this is not a repeat. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. We're going back yes. to Tenant. Exactly, because <laughs> I was very surprised because when we first spoke about the show, we were like, what an amazing show. And by the way, uh, m- the movie... And I still think it's a really cool movie. But. Um, but there are a lot of people saying other stuff. And so I was like, <laughs> they must be heard. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, okay, what we're doing the show on is Tenant was directed by Christopher Nolan. If you don't know who that is, now you do. He's a director. And he directed a movie called Tenant. But he's also directed other films. Funnily enough, he hasn't... So, like, a lot... If you look at a lot of directors, they've directed around, like, 13 films, 19 films, 22... Like, you know, they, they've yeah, got, like, a certain a sum. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Christopher Nolan doesn't actually have a lot of films. And he doesn't do side projects. So, he, he doesn't... He writes his own stuff, isn't he? He writes his own stuff, but uh, he doesn't do side TV shows. He doesn't do side commercials. He doesn't, he doesn't do side projects. He literally only does the films that he does, which is unique to him because yeah. often directors will go and do, like, other things in between, you know, in their spare time or whatever, but he doesn't. But Tenet yeah. is his latest film. It, was, it came out in 2020. I was super excited for it. I think... I just built myself up for it. I was like super hyped. So when it came out, I was like, yeah. Wasn't it the first film that came back into theaters? Yes. It was the first film we yeah, watched. Like yes. Post COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Post lockdown. So, and for me, I enjoyed it. Afterwards though, <laughs> someone came to me and they were like, so what happened with, in that part? And I literally was like, Wait, what? Well, what actually did happen in that part? Like, I actually yeah. didn't answer them. It, it was the first time I've ever experienced that when watching a movie. Yeah. And then we went on YouTube, yeah. as everyone does, and went and watched Tenant Explained. In and like 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then you're learning, and you're like, oh, that makes more yeah. sense. Um, during December, I gave myself the challenge of watching Tenant 10 times. Did you do it? I watched it eight times. Oh, my goodness, Ryan. And, and every time I watched it, it made more sense. Now... Um, this seems to be everybody's um, experience. They watch it for the first time, and and then you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm, I'm, and people are even like sitting there going, what's what's going on? Like, what <laughs> what exactly is going on? <laughs> Most of the reviews that I watch, so I think I got about three 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 reviews here, and there were certain things that really stuck out that seemed to be the same thing, the same sort of thing throughout all of them. And um, the first half. They don't know what the heck's going on. The second half is like really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. But, and all of them said the same thing. They said, Christopher Nolan is a man of mystery. He likes to keep things from you. And then he answers it as the movie goes along. And not only that, but he doesn't have to play by the rules. <laughs> He's yeah, a guy that, who yeah. can just do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and get away with that type of thing. So mm-hmm. 
That's that's exact. And also, he's a guy that is obsessed with time. But the way that he did this, or whatever, yes. yeah. the way that he did this film. I mean, okay. Here's a a good explanation of of Tenant. It's it's a movie where some people go forward and other people are going back at the same time and then they fight, <laughs> going backwards and going <laughs> forward at the same time. <laughs> now think about that. Who wouldn't want to watch that film? Right. <laughs> I'm like that sounds cool. Yeah. But there's that. Are we saying that's all it, there is to the film? No, no, not at all. You see, um, we did this thing called um, Pixar in a Box. And in the beginning is my favorite part, not because you have to basically, they, they teach you about character development and then they make you sort of create your own character. And then you, you pick three of your, 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 three of your most favorite movies. Okay, if you had to go to an island and you would pick, you could pick any three movies and you're gonna be stuck there with these three movies, Wh- which one would it be? And my first one was Tenant. Mm-hmm. My second one was Inception. Mm-hmm. And the third one was The Matrix. Which one? All of them. No, no, uh, no, no. You have to put three movies, <laughs> not a whole like trilogy there. All of them. Every single one of them. Wow. <laughs> and the reason, and one of my, my most common reasons why I liked Inception and why I liked Tenant is because there's more to it than watching it the yeah. first time. It's pretty complex. So you can sit there, you try and work things out. You're like, why? And then, yeah, and, and it's, it enter- it's entertaining. That's impressive though that two Christopher Nolan films made it onto your list Incep- out of three films. Yeah. Inception was my top. Yeah. I loved Inception. Yeah. So when I did research on Christopher Nolan, right? So, and I agree with this. He was saying in an interview that what he likes to do is he feels that every time you watch a movie, the experience should be different, right? That's his philosophy. So for okay. him, he's saying that when you watch it the first time, because so th- when movies first came out, people went to watch them in theater. And that was it. Like you didn't have... DVD players, VHS, TV, nothing. You'd went to the like when it first first came yeah. out. Obviously, as time has progressed now, you go watch it in theater. Then it comes out on satellite TV. Then you can buy the DVD, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Now it goes onto streaming sites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're watching a movie. Generally, you watch a movie more than once. Generally, not mm. okay. Not every film, but you you do tend to watch movies the more really, than once. Really, really good ones. Yeah. People watch again. Exactly. Their favorite film. And he's saying that he he what he wants is he layers the film so that every time you watch his film, you get a different experience. Damn. Which he does. Wait the minute now that you said that, I'm like that that is genius. Yes. Like that's so. How do you do that? I'll <laughs> give you an example. Right. I watched. Dunkirk when it first came out I wanted to watch it I was excited I was like yeah woo and then watched it and I didn't get it <laughs> I was like I'm so confused With Dunkirk. <gasps> what happened in this movie because what he does Dunkirk's not the worst though he hasn't uh, at worst I mean like most confusing film yeah. but what he does with Dunkirk is he tells the story of Dunkirk which was when 300,000 soldiers were stuck on a French beach the Germans were closing in. They couldn't get to Britain, even though they could see Britain because it was literally across the channel. But he tells the story. He takes the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story, and he tells it all at once. So he he follows the perspective of a soldier on the actual beach. Then he follows the perspective of civilians that are going to fetch soldiers because they are civilians to use their fishing boats or whatever to help them get the soldiers. And then the third perspective is of a fighter pilot in the air one hour before the final events of the film. But he tells each story at the same time. 
right? I don't know if this, this makes sense, but it means that sometimes you're like, wait, I don't understand what's happening because that guy was there and now he's... But watching it... So the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm so confused. The second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I think I've sort of gotten this. Third time I watched it, I was like, this is brilliant. This is just... Br-. Because literally what he did, it was like he wrote the script and then he picked it up and then he re-ordered it. But in the way that he ordered it, it still tells the story well. So it's it's not just about like confusing the audience. He actually, he tells it to raise suspense. So for example, in one part of the film, they, the two characters at different times, completely different times, are, drown- are both in a situation where they could drown. Right, but now it's completely different times. But he chooses to show those two scenes at the same time, which obviously now raises suspense because yeah. now you're watching this dude drowning, and then you're watching this dude drowning, and now you're like, ah! Do you get? And he keeps yeah. jumping across. But this, the the first guy was drowning. Let's say, for instance. 30 minutes before the end of the film the other guy was drowning three days before the end of the film but yet he showed it at do you understand what i'm saying so just the way he told the story was brilliant you didn't get it the first time which maybe for some people they're like but i want to watch a movie once and be like yay cool but watching it a third time honestly i was just like this is mind-blowing like this is actually crazy and i think one of the reasons he also does it is because he studied he studied english literature Mm. that's how he met his wife and then they went and started a production company together her name's emma thomas and she often produces the films so dunkirk it was directed and written by christopher nolan produced by emma thomas so i think the english literature has something to do with that but I feel like that makes more sense than Tenet because I don't think Tenet had any other role than to confuse people. <laughs> I feel like that was it. I feel like that was the end goal. Yeah, no, definitely. So per- yeah. Okay, personally, best Christopher Nolan film, I don't think it's Tenet. There were oh. very cool moments in it. I, was, I loved the backward soundtrack. I think that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Literally, when that happened, I was finished. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. You see, the... the um, the thing that I enjoyed uh, again coming back to the type of films I enjoy is when there's something more to it yeah that's and so like I had the same experience I'm listening and the first thing I now you see I don't listen to music like that much but then I heard the back the backwards music yeah you, and you and, you, and you, I'm like <gasps> I think I still messaged you I'm like the music's backwards I'm like <laughs> Uh, it was just it was but uh yeah definitely confusing <laughs> but that's what i get mm. so i respect that form because it was so cinematography great and the music was good and yeah. stuff like that but as a movie itself i don't feel like it was good in yeah. in nearly any sense as as yeah. as a script or you know taking it from the movie as a whole apart from what he's achieved cinema wise yeah. i don't think it was great at all because i feel I feel like if you watch a movie and then you have to go watch a 10 minute explain how 10 it was mm. straight after it. Yeah, I suppose is that really good enough? You have to do that. So I think from 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 a movie point of view, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Because I, I yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, who who what comment below? Who <laughs> was not confused the first time they were, I mean, I remember watching Tenant and I was just like, I don't understand, Ryan just go with it. Yeah, let, this let's true. just watch. And I remember getting to the end, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm, okay." 
<laughs> okay, wow. yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But don't you also think then that makes it worse because of when it was released? If this was the movie that was supposed to bring any everybody back into the cinemas, <laughs> and you're literally confusing everybody, that just makes life right, so much worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> movies yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> and the, it's the over. cinemas actually dropped after that because people were keen to see this movie, and now they were just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I per- so you were disappointed. Yeah. I personally wasn't disappointed, but I didn't think about it. I like. I lo- I almost just was like that was really cool. I enjoyed the backwards music. I enjoyed the the backwards fighting. I was yeah. like, I have to go see that again. <laughs> but it's because Nolan's also one of my best directors. Like, okay. I love that guy to bits. And I love the Batman trilogy. I love Inception. I love Interstellar. Like, great movies. Yeah. And then he comes out with this, and I'm like, dude, what did you do? Honestly, I think I like Dunkirk more than Tenant. I honestly would say go watch. Te- I would. I would. If you were to ask me, I'd say watch Dunkirk. Don't watch Tenant. Because yeah, not that Tenant wasn't bad. It wasn't. You know, we have a theory on the movie show. So we've said what makes a movie good? Like what what is it that actually makes a movie good? And what we came up with is your CG can be good. We've watched movies that have brilliant CG, but the storyline... Do you remember that one? Oh my uh, goodness, the storyline was like... What what is... I don't even that remember the name of that movie. Sense, yeah. I don't even remember the storyline. Just mm. remember it was bad. Mm. And then obviously you've got good acting or you have bad acting. Like does that ruin a movie? You've got like... Like what makes a good film? But we came down to at the end of the day, it's the story. If the story's good, chances are your movie's going to be good. Yeah. Because the story applies to every audience. Yeah. So this movie, I think, applies to a specific group of people who are film lovers who yeah. are cinematography lovers stuff like that if you're not part of that group which yeah. applies to 90% of people out there then yeah. you're like you're what? like what am I doing here yeah. there was a guy um, that did a review his name is uh, Chris Stuckman so um, everything that I've said before basically is what he said but s- something that he said yeah which I think is relating to, to, to what you're saying Timothy is that uh, emotion it's emotionally distant Yes. Even if you look at the characters, even the protagonist, he doesn't even have a name. Yes. He's the protagonist. The other thing is that uh, he's more like an object. <laughs> yeah. He's not really like a person. And um, it's, a, it's a very plot-heavy film. More about plots than emotion, than any stories. And, I you know. feel like, though, that could be a Christopher Nolan trait. The yeah. reason I'm saying that is because Dunkirk is sort of the same. With Dunkirk, yeah. you honestly, I don't, I can't tell you names of characters except for the one guy George, but that's because his name is said a couple of times in the film. Otherwise, I can't. And George isn't a main character. He's not. He's not one of the main characters. Yeah. He's he's there, but he's not one of the main characters. I can't tell you the name of of most of the characters in that film. Not because the, I think they did have. I mean, the protagonist didn't have a name. He literally so is called the protagonist. Uh, so yeah. I think it's Nolan, way. It's Nolan his way of thing. telling a story. Yeah. yeah. Because with now with Dunkirk, you'd think you don't connect to it emotionally because. Okay, I suppose Tenant, maybe they didn't get this right, where you don't connect with it on like an emotional level. No, you don't know anybody. Dunkirk, you do. I found I did connect with it. But with Tenant, the the only person that that you emotionally got attached to was... um, Robert Patterson. Yes, that's Yes, and he carried then the whole film after that. After you got emotionally attached to him, that was it. Mm, Nice guy, he's got this good smile. He's like, oh, you see what they say, he's 
you know the kid you yeah know? He's so the son. it's all like and you him at the end and then they have that conversation and, and then he dies uh, and you're like, ah. yeah and then so th- that's about it but and and i remember when we spoke about the 10 and something with the protagonist that i found uh, i don't know if you remember Sashi, i had a problem with his his, yes. his dialogue the way that he yes. spoke you but still said his acting wasn't great it something felt, long it felt yes. and this made sense because he's not supposed to be there. there's nothing he's an object there's nothing emotional yeah, no, about he him so it made a yeah. lot of sense and uh, I watched half of it <laughs> last night and um, and I, I don't know why I was just like uh, I, I got the film <laughs> I got it I clicked I was just sitting there I was just like mm, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I do. because previous remember I'd watched it seven times before <laughs> and I promise you I even had my notebook I don't know if this is the same notebook I was sitting there even drawing the timeline <laughs> and free because like there's the one scene I'm trying to figure out why is um that person there and but now if they're supposed to be there and then i had to draw then i had to figure it out and something that this film doesn't have is it doesn't have any closure mm. at all where inception like the end was just like bah, closure like they're walking out the airport they accomplished this whole out th- it was beautiful it was it was <laughs> amazing it was, exactly <laughs> and, and you like that character involved they don't even know but and then there's that guy he was asleep but meanwhile and they did this whole thing and it was in another world but they're like ah and you're just like wow there was a cl- tenant you just like it ended um, and then you're like okay i'm going to, to youtube i need to find out that's exactly another thing he does on. though he likes ending his films on like a cliffhanger yeah like yeah is there a second one no oh okay like he almost leaves the audience to decide yeah like with inception were they still in the dream or weren't they in the dream like but we were, I actually watched this with my dad and my brother and we were walking out of the cinema wondering if there was going to be a second a second one, yeah. And then we decided it would probably be better if he didn't make Thanks a second yeah. one, but at the same time, the audience would prefer it. Yeah. yeah. So, but I feel like he, that's, I think he has traits and he's just like, I'm doing my thing. I'm making the movie the way I want to make it and this is what you're going to get. Whether you like it or not, that's fine. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And the reason I'm saying that is also in his interview, he said, as a filmmaker, if you want to make it in the industry, you have to bring something that no one else is doing. Because why would they want to see your film when they can just go watch another film that's exactly the same? Do you understand what I'm saying? So he was saying, you have to bring something that no one else is doing and you've just got to stick to your guns. So like, if you decide you're going to do that and that's your style, then you just like go with it. Which... I must agree with because if you look at okay all the directors I like they all have something specific that they do like for example Tim Burton you you know you it's can see a Tim film. Burton film you can see a Guy Ritchie film you can just see it you're like this like we still watched mm. the trailer and we were like oh, is this directed by Guy Ritchie <laughs> yeah. he was a producer so mm. he didn't direct but you could see his involvement in the film yeah. do you get it? like I think that's mm. that's something that as a director you need to have so that so people are like, mm-hmm. He's definitely leaving a mark. His movies are gonna are like, yeah. Do you know that his next film is already that he's already said what his next film is, when it's coming out, and who's playing the main character? What? Mm-hmm. Please tell me. So he's working on a World War Two movie about Robert Oppenheimer, who is the man responsible for creating the atomic bomb. And it is coming out on the 21st of July, 2023, Warner Brothers, I think, is the, the company that's... No, is it Warner Brothers? can't remember. So one of... He's got the production company, and the person that's playing the main... That's playing Oppenheimer is Killian uh, Murphy. Oof, that's going to be very... They invented very the keen for that. The atomic bomb. Oh, my goodness. But I saw, I saw a funny meme on Instagram, because, you know, um, Christopher Nolan is not into CG. Like, he's like, let's do it. 
or otherwise let's not do it. So yeah. like Which he, I think is a flaw, actually. For real? No, I like because that. Because he could have pulled off Tenet with CG and probably done the exact same thing with minimal effort. So I feel like all the effort he put in, I mean, I respect him for yeah. doing it because you're like, this is better because he pulled it off naturally. Yeah. But he could have done it possibly even better with with the, like the use of CG and yeah. stuff like that. Well, let's think about that. Um, whether he did it with CG or without CG would have had the same effect. So it's almost like, okay, why didn't you just... Do, but look, I, I suppose it's just a, it's a preference thing yeah. that he does, yeah. That's I, that whole thing of... I don't know if that's like a side note for the, for, the, for the film, whatever, the CG artist, whatever. We did this without CG. Ha! <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, okay wow, Well cool. done. Amazing. You, yeah. you did great stuff. But yeah. I mean, the fighting backwards is... No, no that was... It that's was, impressive. But back to the no CG thing. So then you see someone saying, oh, that's cool. CG, right? And then you see his face and they're like, wait, right? C- C- doing CG, right? Because obviously it's an atomic uh, bomb. So now yes. it's like, wait, please don't tell me you're going to blow up half the world just to make a movie. Yeah. yeah. But that, I personally am looking forward to that. Honestly, I think that's... I don't know anymore. I'm not convinced. After Tenet, I was like, Christopher Nolan, do you still have your touch? <laughs> but Killian Murphy's there and, you know, okay, yes, all have then Killian I'm fine. Murphy, okay, so. cool. So we'll go see it for... Yeah. Has Killian Murphy played like a a lead role in a Christopher Nolan film. I don't think he... He's obviously B. I I mean, Killian Murphy's... He was in The Batman. Yeah. Uh, all, at, all, was he in all three? He yes. was in Inception. Yes, Inception. Batman. Dunkirk he was in. Okay. Interstellar he wasn't. No. And Tenant he wasn't. No. And The Prestige he wasn't. Yeah. But even Tenet didn't have a lot of big actors in it. Robert Pattinson mm. was like the one big actor I felt was in there. And then obviously... Um, yeah, but he was in for a short while. What is his name? I Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine was in it. No, and Kenneth Branagh. No, Kenneth Branagh's huge. That guy is brilliant. That guy was in Tenant as well. He was the villain. Okay, yes. That but guy is crazy. Both of their screen time was very minimal. Minimal, yeah. Can I give you an interesting fact about Kenneth Branagh? Ryan, I told you already because I was just too excited to keep it to myself. Kenneth Branagh directed the first Thor movie. No way. And he was the one that hired Lo- uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. That was a good move. So it's right? his fault that, uh, that that Tom Hiddleston is yeah? Loki. Loki. So Tom Hiddleston is Loki today because of Kenneth Branagh. Mm. Although, have you noticed how weird it is that Tom Hiddleston is one of the few villains that they've made into a nice yeah. guy now? I don't know how they did it. I feel like it was mainly because of the fan base being like, oh, we love yes, Loki. He's such was. a bad boy. Like, oh it my word. It literally was. And people, they were like, when you change this up. They were shocked by how people responded to, to, Loki, to Loki as when Tom Hiddleston played him. Yeah. And then they were like, no, we've, we've got to revive him do somehow. Something, yeah. So, yeah. But thanks to Kenneth Branagh, we have, uh, we have him. He, uh, for me, Kenneth Branagh is a very good actor. Yeah, he, was in, he was in Dunkirk and you wouldn't say it's the same guy. Like, okay, now I know it's the same guy, but I wouldn't have said it was the same guy because he, when he acts, he, you, he acts the character. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, look, there's so-and-so. You almost, like, don't realize it's him. And for me, that makes him a good actor. Which other ac- movies has he acted in? He directed and acted in Murder on the Orient Express. He was the detective. Oh, yes. You see, you don't I know. I did not see that. You don't uh, know. You're just like, what? And I'm very keen for the next one. Yes. Isn't it Murder, Murder on, on the, the Nile? Yeah. yeah. Which he also is directing and reprising his role. I think he's oh, the nice. only... Oh, no. Him and his friend, that guy... You know, yeah, that guy that owned the or was working yes. on the train. He owned the train, yes. I think. I think those are the only two actors that are reprising their roles. Did you say that he was in um, Dunkirk? Yeah, he's the general. You see, you don't know. Okay, but I did see that in the trailer, and I did know it was did him. Did you know? Okay, yeah. I didn't know it was him. I was like, 
Okay, cool, whatever. So yeah. tonight I'm going to go watch Dunkirk. No, Dunkirk is brilliant. Dunkirk, and the actors in Dunkirk are brilliant yeah. as well. Like all around, they are, the performance, the performances in Dunkirk are crazy. They are, that movie is brilliant. I, I would honestly, uh, this is a hectic, personally, okay, I need to go watch Inception again. And watch the Batman trilogy, and watch please. The, I do. Because I still view that as the best <laughs> Christopher Nolan piece of work ever. I'm, I'm guessing like, you, you see did Inception. He do, did he do more than one Batman movie? Yeah, there's three. three of them. He's, there's only two people in the whole world Which ever. Batmans? The Batman Begins. Yeah. Yes. Batman. Batman. It's Batman Begins. The Dark, Dark Knight Rises. And and, no, no, it's first Dark yes, Knight, then, then Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises yes. yeah. I think I saw The Dark Knight Rises. But I was very But it's young. good that you forgot it because yeah. the Dark Knight Rises ties very deeply into one and two. One and two don't link as much with each other, but then the third one ties but, them together yeah. so well. But he Christopher Nolan and then the director, I don't know his name, the director of the original Spider Man series are the only two directors who have made three movies with a DC comic character. Okay. Spider Man. Obviously Marvel, okay, though. yeah, that now but like post post Spider Man. Okay. I mean, pre-Spider-Man, as in later Spider-Man. Okay. Obviously, Nowhere Home now will be the third, so now it's been done a third time. But originally, so it was it was Spider-Man, and then um, Batman Begins. It's the first time, not DC, sorry, comic, okay, yeah, comic, comic character. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And they weren't, I don't think they were originally going to make three. It wasn't like they were like, let's make three Batman movies. They made the first one. And then based on the reaction, they then decided... But at the end of the first one, you do see them talking about the Joker, which is oh, the is second it? one. So mm. I actually have a feeling they were going to do three. They were gonna if go not three, they were going to do two. two. Oh, yeah. At okay. least. Yeah. I suppose what they do with movies is they always like say, let's leave it here so that if we want to make a second one, we can. Like depending on how audiences response, yeah. uh, respond to it. And then if they don't really like it's not really that big of a hit, then we can just like be like, no, we were we were always planning on ending it there type of thing. So, like, what, so what happened with Inception? No, that one I think But that they, needs to stand alone. That one you can't add on nope, to that. No, we're not doing it. We're, we're not. Although, fun theory... They have tied Inception to the end of the the third Batman. So they have thought that the the end of the third Batman might have happened linked to Inception. I can't say any more without spoiling, but yeah, go watch it. They do say that Christopher Nolan's created a cinematic universe. In of his own of his yeah. own what? which is so cool imagine all the movies ah that's brilliant I'm sorry that is like how do you do that that is so cool so you like tie everything up at the end of your life you're like that's what I that's my gift to the world was <laughs> my the cinematic main, universe was the um, the the main character from uh, Inception was he called Jack was he Jack I feel like I no, don't know. It's not Jack. I'm thinking <laughs> Jack's Titanic. Yeah, I'm thinking of Titanic. <laughs> like, that's really weird. Same face, was... different movie. What was his? What was his name? Comment he... below. <laughs> <laughs> is is Inception your favorite Christopher yeah. Nolan yeah, film? I'd, it's between ten and ten. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I like the complexity of of ten. But let's clarify: you like Tenet not because of the storyline, the complexity. Yeah, the definitely. You liked okay. being confused. I don't care about the fact that they had to steal the <laughs> oh. stuff. Okay, the girl cool. and the guy and all the just the way the way it was made. Nobody's done like yeah, backwards okay. like that. That's yes. that's some that's some stuff right there. That's that's crazy. Yeah, then you're part of the ten percent of the world's yeah. population that all like it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Look. Dan Cook, honestly, I don't know how many people would like it personally. Like, 
I think you guys will like it. Yeah, I'll probably like it. Because yeah, I think my dad saw it and he was like, "You need to see this." It's 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 a good film, but it's not an it's not an easy watch. I think that's what Christopher Nolan does. He doesn't make like feel good movies. Like you know how you get like. I think the Batman trilogy does have a feel good aspect, and Inception has a feel good aspect. At but the it's end. not an, as in feel good as in like you can just sit down and like stare at the screen and be entertained. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no thinking. There's no. You're just like mindlessly taking watch, it in. Watch the trilogy and then rethink about that statement because I think that you can watch the trilogy either just sit there and be like, cool. But if you actually watch it with like in-depth thoughts, you'll see how many more layers there is to it. So I feel like he pulls the same thing there, but on a nicer level. Nicer level. So he covers the whole spectrum. Maybe he's just gotten like too deep. I think so. Maybe he's just like entered a new stage of like (laughs) film. (laughs) And we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we're in this stage now. I don't know. I'm just... Because one thing with that Christopher Nolan, he, he is. And I feel like he sits in the corner of his room and knocks his head. <laughs> <laughs> in like a dark like room, though. He's like. But you know that he watches even for you know the 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 era of film where there was no sound. He watches and studies those film directors and sees what? how they they. So do you get? He's not just like he's he's not just he's not in it for the money. He's definitely not in it for the money. He's. He's an, in it for the art and he's the an artist. the yeah. So I wonder what his next trick is. Well, I suppose. Yeah, <clears> hopefully, it's, it's not blowing up the world because he's doing a movie on the atomic bomb. Maybe that was his plan the whole time. I will blow up the world. <laughs> yeah, he's a super villain hiding behind a film creator. <laughs> Imagine how many fake atomic bombs oh, he can order right? for sets. Like, oops, yeah. we just blew up the whole of Australia, so we're going to have to change our filming location to um, Europe to uh, to take two. <laughs> this is how Total Recall starts, actually. <laughs> Yeah, oh. there's only going to be London and Australia left, <laughs> and then the rest of the world's going to be blown up. And you know, one of his favorite films is Blade Runner. So maybe because wasn't that like end of the world? It like, is very mm, yeah. I think we're onto something. They don't have trees. <laughs> <laughs> there's no trees in Blade Runner. Why are there no trees? <laughs> yeah, no. But he definitely is a cool guy. Do you know that his first film, his budget for it was I think eight million dollars, and it was drawn from his own savings. He, he sure. covered the cost of his first film. Where does someone pick up $8 million? That's the real question. Right, that is true. Right? A big savings. And then apparently they said what, he went and made Batman because he needed to get the funds for Inception. So the reason he actually huh. went and made Batman was because he wanted to make Inception. So Inception obviously cost more than Batman. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you could have just made Inception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Inception definitely, like... No, he he's into. Think about like he doesn't have a lot of films, but the films that he makes. Actually, like, there's a short film on YouTube. You should go look at. I think it's called. I think it's actually the first short film he ever made, and it also does the whole like layers thing to it. And you see it right at the end. It's only like two three minutes long. I think. Definitely. I think it's called the cockroach or the bug or something like I've that. I've heard about. Uh, I've heard about it as well. It's got. I haven't watched it. We need to watch it. But it's basically a a camera that's following this guy who's running around his room trying to jump and like hit this cockroach all over the floor. You like hear it scuttling and then he jumps and like doosh, and then you hear it scuttling somewhere else and then he jumps and does it again. And then the ending comes and you're like, oh my word, this is crazy. I'm not going to spoil it because it's the, you know, but go watch the it. Experience. It is next level. <laughs> 
See, he was doing it for And it will only take five minutes of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Good, good five you minutes. You can watch tenets. Do you watch, watch it ten again. times? Yeah, I've watched it a couple of times. <laughs> Although you don't have to. You get it the first you time. You get it the first time. But it's still mind-blowing yeah. stuff. I think, though, that's his... Po- it's the layers thing. He wants, yeah. he wants every time... Okay, that I don't know about that one, but he wants every time you watch it that... But maybe tenants. Maybe he was just in too deep and... Although, at the same time, I, I understand his whole layers thing. Although I feel like what Guy Ritchie did with the gentleman mm. in how he created layers, but going in basically a chronological order, yeah. that made so much greater impact yeah. than this whole you time see, jumping yeah. thing. I think I think one of the things Christopher Nolan likes doing is he he likes not telling the story in chronological order. So it's his yes. thing. Like I remember even in school doing um, English and film study and they said you can tell a story chronological order or you can tell it different. And I was like, what? How the hell do you do that? And then they said like The Prestige and that's what made me want to go watch The Prestige was because of how they also did that. They were telling the beginning, the middle, at the end at the same time. And then only at the end of the movie are you like, oh, that's what was going on. But it might be hard on an audience do you get what i'm saying and it's good that he didn't do that for inception because yeah. inception followed a chronological order for the most part the opening scene was obviously not chronological yeah but if he if he didn't muck up with time then that would have been an issue yeah so i need to go watch the batman series please do in order to choose my favorite christopher nolan film at the moment i think it's dunkirk coming next <laughs> on active fm Batman Begins. Oh, there we go. Nice. And then, but the the Dark Knight. And then, we'll do three weeks. That's what okay. I'm saying. <laughs> and then we'll do what? Three weeks. There's three movies. There you go. There we go. You can watch it with us. And then we'll decide. Yes. Yeah. What are we deciding? What our favorite Christopher Nolan. Oh, ah, there you go. And then which is our favorite? Oh of wait, the trilogy. but you guys have to watch Dunkirk. I have to watch that, yeah. You, okay, okay, yeah, you I must have watch to see it again. Dunkirk. I want to watch it again. And yeah. then I need to watch Inception again because honestly. <laughs> And then Interstellar, we can just go watch a 10-minute YouTube video. <laughs> We've like, all yeah. actually seen it, though. We've just forgotten, yeah. right? Okay, cool. Soundtracks, though. That guy. One of the things I respect about Christopher Nolan is his soundtracks because what most people do is they'll cut a scene and they call it a temp soundtrack. So they'll put in another movie soundtrack just to like get the emotion. Yeah. And then what they'll say to their composer is go make something like that, but a little bit different. And he says... The point is you're not going to get what you want because you've just told them, you've given them what you want, but you're telling them to make something different. So that's your first problem. Not gonna get what what he want. does yeah. is he discusses with the composer before the edit and says, this is what I'm going for. This is what we need to do. And then he, he edits to the music that he gets. I'm pretty sure he got Hans Zimmer to do it for yeah. him though, didn't he? he yeah. And he's a great composer as far he as works, anything goes. He's worked with Hans Zimmer and he's worked with um, James Howard Newton. Yes. And there's another composer he mentioned. Yeah, but he's worked but he works with Hans Zimmer a lot. Yeah, he does. Hans Zimmer was Dunkirk. It was he he did Inception. And Interstellar. And Interstellar. I yes. really gotta start paying more attention to the music. <laughs> Actually no no no. You need to follow this this one thing called Cinema Loving or Cinema something on Instagram. They have a great film page and they do a lot of the composers and yeah. Go. Uh, go okay. check it out. This uh, is where I get all my knowledge from people. <laughs> Life hack. Ah right, okay. Instagram one on one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what we're going to do. Okay. At this current moment, your favorite Christopher Nolan film? Dark Knight Rises. Right? Don't say Tenet. <laughs> say Inception. <laughs> Take one for the team. 
Oh my goodness, this is such a hard decision to make. Tenants. Okay. Uh, okay. I have to because it's <laughs> just really it's up to until this day. I'm just so right. Grip me. <laughs> I'm going with Dunkirk yeah. at this present moment. Wow, nobody said Inception. That is actually really <laughs> intense. Oh okay, yeah, cool. And Inception was the main character's name was Cobb. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Maybe I need to... Oh, I don't know. I have a feeling, though, that his next film is going to be my favorite just because I like Killian Murphy as an actor. So I feel like it's already got an up on all the rest of them just because yeah. of the main actor. Killian Murphy's in The Dark Knight. I know he's so in The Dark Knight. Go check him but out. But he's not the main character. He's not Yeah, the but he's... Okay, no. He is He is the main-ish villain in, in the first, first one. one. So technically, his main character vibes <laughs> up there. Yeah. So there we go. I might change it to Batman Begins. Cool. Yeah. I don't even know when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been the movie mm. show mm. on Active FM. And we are now signing out. That's it. We need to go and hunt a couple of movies down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I'm like, let's get home, finish work. <laughs> <laughs> and watch. And let it begin. Let it begin. Mm. Let Batman begin. Mm. Yeah. yeah oh, definitely. Nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So this is us. Signing out. At Active FM. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM. Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.